Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chip Close here, host of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast. I've got an ask to make of you, and it's been a while since I've made this request, uh, and I and so I want to do it again. If you've been tuning in for a while, if you get any sort of value, if, if this show has helped impact you and your business, I want to ask you to go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just like you're always trying to get Yelp reviews and Google reviews, this is one of those things that helps my small business, that helps me attract other uh, listeners, other restaurant owners and operators um, who we can uh, who we can impact. So go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Really, I just want you to tell people what you get out of the show, what you've gotten out of the show, why you tune in every single week, and why you think they should tune in every week. That, more than just about anything else, will make a profound impact on my business. Go do that and make sure to come back, because on today's episode, I want to share with you a question that I first heard about eight years ago um, that uh, that sort of changed me and my life and the trajectory of my life. And I don't mean that in a hyperbolic way. It really did change the way I look at what I do and how I do it because I started understanding why I do it. I'm going to share that question with you on the episode so that we can talk about exit strategies, so we can talk about end games. I want to know or I want you to think about what you do and why you do what you do because it's all going um, to an end, right? There's all a, a purpose for it. And if you've never thought about that, I want to urge you to think about that. We're going to have a really deep conversation. This is a shorty episode, uh, but it's going to uh, be packed uh, packed with uh, with actionable stuff, packed with insights. Please don't go anywhere. All of that and more when we return to Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable business. I also work directly with owners and operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. This is a group coaching program to date, I've got nearly 100 people uh, spread across three different groups. We get on a Zoom call for two hours every single week. There are all kinds of great benefits that come along with membership, but those weekly calls are really the heart of what we do. It is for people who are struggling with profitability. So if your restaurant has been around for a while, it's generating a lot of revenue, you got a lot of regulars, repeat customers, people love what you do, but you just struggle to drop, uh, drop a consistent, predictable 20% to the bottom line every single month, then I want to chat with you. I want to show you how we can do it. That's the impact we make each and every week in that program. Best way to get started, to start that conversation, is to grab some time on our calendar. You'll grab a time with either me or someone else from my team. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. That call is absolutely free. We're going to get to learn more about you and your restaurant. You get to ask some questions about the program. We'll see if you're a good fit for that program. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. That link is in the show notes. Now, as I said at the top, we are going to make this a very short episode. It's going to be power-packed. 
about eight years ago, um, I heard uh, an interview. Um, it was actually a lecture given by a guy named Derek Sivers. And Derek uh, started his own company, sold his own company, was very, very young. And he basically said, okay, now what? And he's gone on uh, to live a life uh, dedicated to good, not evil. We certainly know a lot of people who had a couple hundred million dollars dropped in their lap and and sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, frettered it all away. But this guy is, uh, is doing some really deep work and uh, putting his time to good, not evil. He asked this question many, many years ago, and it led to basically me starting my own company. So as many of you know, I've been in this industry for, I don't know, 24 years at this point, not including uh, my first job uh, folding pizza boxes and mopping floors in the in a bacon home pizza shop in uh, outside of Philadelphia. I don't even count that because I don't even know what that was. But when I was in college, I started uh, waiting tables, and that's really where I started to learn about the industry, where I learned how to do what I ultimately uh, went on to do. I spent a long time in operations, and I got pretty good at it, but it's long uh, as you know, long hours, late nights, uh, weekends, holidays, on and on and on. And nine years ago, uh, my wife got pregnant with our son. And eight years ago, my son was born. And it was at that point where, uh, and I shared this, it's a very personal story, where I said, I just don't want to be in restaurants full time anymore because I would miss uh, dinners every single night. I would be away for weekends. So I would miss uh, soccer practices and swimming and baseball and all of that. Um I would never be there for holidays because holidays in New York City, especially fine dining, is very, very big business. It's all hands on deck. I've shared this before, but Thanksgiving uh, during the pandemic was the first Thanksgiving I'd ever had with my family ever in my adult life because Thanksgiving in New York City, for the most part, is all hands on deck. It's a very big day, uh, big day and we drive a ton of revenue. So when the world shut down, uh, that was the first time because I had no restaurant to go to. And by then, I was already transitioning my business uh, from consulting into um, uh, into coaching. So I started doing a lot of that by phone and uh, Zoom anyway at that point. But that was the first time. It was the first Thanksgiving I sat down with my family. In fact, we hosted Thanksgiving that year because I said, damn it, I want to cook Thanksgiving. So we did. We went and got all the recipes. We, uh, we brined the turkey. We roasted the turkey. We spatchcocked the turkey, which is the real secret P.S., um, we, you know, we made the stuffing, we made, we did the whole thing, but that was the first real Thanksgiving that I was there with my family. Usually my family goes to my wife's extended family and does Thanksgiving without me because I'll be at the restaurant for probably 14 hours every Thanksgiving. When my son was born eight years ago, I said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know how to get where I wanted to get. But I knew that that running restaurants, managing restaurants was not the way to do it. I was always going to be required to work those late nights, the weekends, the holidays, on and on and on. And I didn't want that. That's when I started my business. That's when I started uh, doing social media and marketing for restaurants. Um, it's then when I started uh, transitioning that to consulting. And eventually consulting became coaching. And over the course of eight years, I have uh, evolved that business into something very close to what I always dreamed of. And I find myself very, very lucky. I recognize that a lot of other people aren't as lucky, but I think they're unlucky because they don't stop to ask the question, the question that really changed my trajectory. And again, back to this guy, Derek Sivers. He's written a bunch of books. You can go uh, Google them. I will include some of my favorites in the show notes. 
But he asked this question uh, in this lecture, and he said, what are you optimizing for? And he said that was a question that he was faced with when he had a couple hundred million dollars dropped in his lap when he sold his company. He said, well, everything I was doing was to make a really profitable company that could generate a lot of money for me and my family. And now I have more money that could, than I could ever possibly want. What now? What am I optimized for? What is my life about? What's my purpose? What's my meaning? What do I do every single day? Money is just to a mean, uh, means to an end. And I talk about this a lot when we talk about profit. I feel so passionately about profit because I see so many restaurants and I see so many uh, owners and operators that are so good at running their restaurants, create really great restaurants that take care of people and all that. They just don't do it profitably so they can't sustain themselves. So they're there all the time, 60, 70, 80 hours plus a week. They're driving themselves into uh, exhaustion and they're still not profitable. So for me, my job is to get them profitable. Whatever they want on the other side of profit, right? Maybe they want to sell the restaurant. We have to make it profitable so that we get a good return. Maybe they just want to step away from the restaurant. We need to make it profitable so we can invest in someone else to come in and run it for us. But then it needs to be able to pay for this other person and for us to go live our lives. But that's fine. You want to sell the restaurant? The answer is profit. We want to uh, step out of the restaurant? The answer is profit. If we want to expand the restaurant, the answer is profit because we reinvest those profits, the positive cash flow, back into our business to expand the location, to expand to another location, to move to a larger location, whatever it is. Profit is the path. Likewise, hey, I want a franchise. I really, I think I've got a brand that can expand. Fine. The answer is profit. You have to show that the concept is profitable so that you can convince a bunch of franchisees to buy into it. Whatever you want and whatever else you can think of that you want on the other side, I promise you profit is the path. And so what happens is that a lot of people start their restaurant for one reason, not thinking that that reason isn't going to be sustainable or isn't going to be important to them in two, three, five years. What I think a lot of restaurant owners end up doing is they open a job. They create a job for themselves. Well, I don't want to work for somebody else, so I just open my own restaurant and I'll work for me, which is great. You get to do what you want, when you want, how you want. You get to determine why you do it a certain way, and that's great. But that is different at 25 than it is at 35 and 45, 55, 65, 75. I've got clients I've worked with who are in their 60s and 70s who are now trying to face this and go, man, what now? I created a really great job for myself. I just can't work this job. And when they try to take themselves out and they pay someone else to do it, there's not enough left over for them. That's why I'm so passionate about profit. Because profit is literally the thing that will help provide jobs and will help pay you. And if you make a profitable restaurant, you can reinvest and go open another one and another one and another one and go employ more people and feed more people and generate more profit for you, your family, create generational wealth, all of that. I'm not talking about making hundreds of millions of dollars, buying yachts and living on some you know, seaside bungalow in Cabo. I think we all are pretty realistic about what an independent restaurant can generate. But I think it's more than most people realize. So let's go back to this Derek Sivers question. 
What are you optimizing for? This was a really important question for me. In the beginning, when I started my business, famously, I've shared this story. I'll share it again here. I was managing a restaurant. I think I was making like $75,000 a year. It's not a lot of money. That's before bonuses and all that. I wasn't making that much, right? Especially in New York City. That's not a lot of money. That's all I needed. I had a good life. Went out to dinner once or twice a week, paid my bills, put stuff away in savings, had a little to invest. I was good. My wife had a decent job. I had a decent job. Life was okay. The problem for me was my time. It was all the hours on my feet, the late nights, the weekends, the holidays. I didn't see a way to get out of that. That's what I was optimizing for. Back when I started my company, when I started doing social media marketing for restaurants, famously I said, okay, 75000 that's give or take about $6,000 a month. Could I find six restaurants who were willing to pay me $1,000 each to have me run their social media platforms? The answer, by the way, in the beginning was no. <laughs> the number was more like five or $600. And that was way back when, again, almost eight years ago. But it was a start. And in time, yes, they did pay me 1000 In time, they started paying me much more than 1000 to run not just their social media, but to redevelop their websites, to maintain their websites, to run their email marketing, their Facebook ads, on and on and on. That's how I basically started my own agency. And I did that for a while. And you know what? It was like, I'll still work. I'll still work really hard. I'll still work long hours, but I'll have flexibility to dictate when I work, that I could be home for dinner at 6.15 every single night. For me back then, that was important. Now that didn't happen overnight. That was probably a three-year cycle until I was able to arrange my schedule in such a way that I could do this. And that's really important really important to understand. The thing was, I knew what I needed. I knew what the end result had to look like. And so I built my company in that way. Now, as my company has continued to evolve, as I moved from basically the agency model to consulting, because at a certain point I was doing all this marketing work and I felt, hey man, I'm leaving like, I don't know, 15 years of operational experience on the table. A lot of times I would get in there and have marketing conversations and realize what they really needed was some operational help. So I started offering that as well. That's basically where I came in and I was a consultant on both the marketing and operations side. And then I started doing a little bit of coaching. And really the pandemic sped up that coaching, sped up that transition really quickly. So I went from consulting to coaching because I couldn't leave my house, certainly couldn't go into restaurants, but people still needed help, so I started helping them over the phone and via Zoom. That's basically what I do now, except instead of the one-to-one -one model, I do a one-to-many model. That's the P3 mastermind. So I gather a whole bunch of restaurant owners on a call every single week for two hours to help them punch through the biggest issues in their business. What I realized is that a lot that, needed, that they needed help with could be fixed from afar. I didn't need to go in there. That was the cool thing that happened with my business. Now my business is transitioning again as it continues to grow and scale, as the, as the mastermind becomes more popular. We fill a group, we cap it, we start a new one. We fill that, we cap it, we start a new one. So now I'm to the point where I don't know how I scale. I'm not faced with that yet. I'm only one person though. 
So now we've started bringing a team on. Now I've got a couple other coaches that are working with me. But always I'm asking that question. What am I optimizing for? See, for me, what's really important now at this point in my life, I could work more and more and more and make more and more and more. And I'm not interested in that. I got this cute little house in New Jersey I can pay for. I got a couple of nice cars. Not nice cars. Got a couple of nice cars. I can pay for. I golf here and there. We go out to dinner once a week, maybe every other week. Okay, fine. I, I got, I've got a decent life. That's really all I need. I want to make sure that I'm still putting away in savings. I'm still putting away for my college, uh, my kid's college fund. There are things that I want to do, but for the most part, I'm good. I'm doing work that matters, work that is immensely gratifying to me. I'm working with the kind of people I want making an impact on their lives. And now I want to work-life balance. That's what I'm optimizing for now. So now again, to go back eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, I was willing to work more than I probably should have because I was optimizing for flexibility. Now... I want to transition so I have more free time. More free time so I can continue writing. I had a great, I had a blast writing this book that just came out and I'm working on my next book. Well, if I don't carve out the time, I'll never get it finished. Now I want to finish it by this time next year. So I've got to carve out the time. I want to do some more traveling. We really didn't do a lot of traveling this year. I went on one big trip that was for a speaking gig to New Zealand but I want to get back into the routine of traveling again because my wife and I love traveling with our son. That's what I'm optimizing for. Now, for you guys, I think you think, or I, I talk to a lot of restaurant owners who think they're not allowed to ask that question. What happens is you get on that hamster wheel and you're just trying to keep the balls in the air. At a certain point, you have to step back, take a deep breath and say, great. What does point B look like? We know what point A is. Here I am. Here I am at point A. What does point B look like? I say this a lot in my coaching program. Everything in the program is results-oriented. We figure out where we are and where we're going, and then we build a plan to get from point A to point B. I'll use the example of going to visit my brother. I live here in the New York City area. He lives in Los Angeles. In order for me to get from here to there, I need to make a plan. I got to buy a ticket. For the time I want to go, I got to go to the right airport, the right terminal, the right gate. That is my path there. You need a path just like I needed a path to profitability. And you have to know what you're optimizing for. It's okay to make profit. It's okay to make more and more and more. Just as long as you know that there's a specific thing because we know this. Where millionaires don't stop, they become billionaires. Billionaires don't stop. You have to know when's enough. You have to know what you're optimizing for. So again, Derek Sivers, brilliant man. He sort of changed my life when he asked that question and he forced me to ask that question. And there are people I meet. And they say, oh yeah, it must be, it must be nice to take a Friday afternoon off. Yeah, it is. But that's what I'm optimizing for. I could work all day Friday and probably make more money. I'm just not interested because I would be making more money so that I could enjoy a day off. But I have to give up my day off to get it, so it doesn't matter. I don't need more 
Now, who knows? Maybe in a year, two years, five years, maybe that will change. Maybe my priorities will change and what I'm optimizing for will change. But the key is that I've asked that question. And now I'm not sitting in some rose patch, you know, some brilliant, you know, guru here. I'm just a guy who listened when a really smart person asked the right question. And he suggested that I should be asking that question. And I'm merely suggesting that you should be asking that question. I was talking to somebody the other day and he said, I think all restaurant owners should have a, a, an exit strategy. Right? Somebody in one of my groups asked, hey, I'm thinking I, I might want to sell my restaurant. How much do I charge for it? How do, you, how do you come up with the valuation? And typically the valuation is somewhere along the lines of three to five times EBITDA. Right? Earnings before interest, depreciation. You know all that. So three to five times, basically the bottom line, net operating income, also known as EBITDA. That's not a lot of money when you think about it. So if your restaurant makes a million dollars a year, you make 20% profit, let's say, that's 200K a year times three, that's $600,000. If you really just want to get out from under the restaurant, great. And so that's why it's important to understand what are you optimizing for? And this is what I asked my client. I said, is that what you want? You just not even want to have to worry about it anymore ever again? Then sell the restaurant, make five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Great. But maybe what you want is to find a restaurant that can generate one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. And the other picture I painted for them, I said, "Okay, your restaurant makes a million dollars a year. We make two hundred thousand dollars in profit. You hire a manager who can oversee the restaurant, pay them seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and you get one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars left over." And you just, that, that check just drops in, in your account every year or every month. Make $125,000, give or take $10,000 a month, just drops in your account. If you could create a business, you did the hard work of getting it up and running and you made it run and now you figured out all the systems and everything, you're sort of minting money. So why would you sell it for $600,000? when you can make 125,000 over the next 20 or 25 years. That doesn't make sense. Unless you know what you're optimizing for. Unless you know that you're optimizing for total peace of mind and you never want to have to worry about it ever again. Only you can answer that question. Just like only I could answer the question that I answered. That's the conversation I want to have. I want you to think about exit strategy. I want you to think about that question, what are you optimizing for? It's a question we should all be asking ourselves. That's a question I ask you to ask yourself. Take some quiet time to reflect on that. Listen, as always, I appreciate you guys taking the time to be here, to listen to me, to think these deep thoughts with me. Uh, one final reminder, I haven't talked about this at all today, but The Restaurant Marketing Mindset, the book is out now. You can go to therestaurantmarketingmindset.com or you can get it on Google, Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, anywhere you like. Appreciate you guys, and I will see you later.